And with that, folks, welcome into the OBR podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jared Mueller. I hope you are doing well as we uh, kind of work our way through the beginning of April, working our way to the end of the month and the NFL draft in Cleveland, Ohio. And who would have guessed it that the NFL draft in Cleveland, Ohio is not the thing Cleveland Browns fans are most excited about. They're most excited about the quality team they have and the players that they can add. Obviously, the NFL draft is fun. It's, it's the next step in the offseason. But the fact that the draft is in Cleveland is not the big news. The big news is the Cleveland Browns are good. And that is strange. Listen, when this was announced and we knew that this was coming, you know, really it was expected or hoped that they would be getting good or they would be getting better or whatever. But again, that the, the NFL draft would be kind of the Super Bowl for the Browns. Except in 2021, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. The Browns is the Browns, right? So I think we can kind of somewhat market that. I get 20%. I don't know. the For now, finally, the Browns are the Browns. The Browns is the Browns. And the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. The NFL draft is not the Super Bowl for the Cleveland Browns anymore. And that's an exciting place to be. I hope all of you have enjoyed uh, over uh, Jake Burns. Um at the OBR Film Room Breakdown podcast. Uh, He's been pulling out some daily pods that have just been really good. He had this great guest on the other night, me. Uh, And then, uh, you know, he has had Josh Edwards, Matt Waldman. Uh, There are just a lot of great guys. So make sure you check out that podcast. Uh, You can see everything that Jake's got going on over there and how he is knocking things out of the ballpark for us at the OBR, as well as on the podcast, a part of the Blue Wire network of podcasts. Appreciate you coming on. Listen, again, I, I tend to go behind the scenes, not trying to pretend anything. It is Wednesday night when I'm recording this. You'll be listening to it on Thursday morning. Well, that's the earliest you'll be listening to it. Maybe you're going to listen to it on Friday. Maybe you will be listening it over the weekend, whatever it is. But the melatonin has popped because I'm old. And it's time to once again talk about wide receivers and the NFL draft. Let's talk about it with the Cleveland Browns and what is going on with them. Let's just be blunt. Wide receiver has fallen behind in the conversation, in the kind of the public discourse for a variety of reasons, right? But it has fallen behind defensive end, cornerback, linebacker, defensive tackle, safety, pretty much any place on the defense, right? Even with John Johnson added, Grant Delpit coming back, Ronnie Harrison having a good season last year, safety is talked about more than wide receiver. And then it makes sense, right? The quick review, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kaderil Hodds, Jojo Natson. That's the Browns six, right? There might be some other players that at some point in time, you know, start to get involved in that conversation. They have other players that are on the roster. But if we're just being very honest, those are the six. Odell Beckham Jr. coming back from an ACL injury. Jarvis Landry, he was hurt all of last year with random things, including a hip injury. Rashard Higgins re-signed for a one-year deal after having another good connection season with Baker Mayfield. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a had a breakout game against the Cincinnati Bengals with that big touchdown at the end. Showed some spark for the Browns. Uh, Kadero Hodge has some speed, had some injury issues. We'll see what's up with him. And then JoJo Natson was brought back on a one-year deal. Last year, they were hoping he would be an electric kick and punt returner, as well as giving him some gadget uh, kind of things. Uh, unfortunately, that did not play out uh, for the Browns. But as we know, 
Wide receiver is an interestingly discussed position. I have a piece coming out uh, probably sometime next week about Jarvis Landry and all the different arguments that go along with why Jarvis Landry's on the team. But if we're talking about the NFL draft and we're talking about 2021, there are a few things that we need to note. And we're going to start with looking at Spotrack. Uh, so Spotrack, Spotrack, I don't know, whatever, you, however you want to pronounce it. I should probably ask them at some point in time. Uh, so Spotrack, along with Over the Cap, really gives us some interesting information about how deals are structured and, and kind of all of that kind of stuff. And so when we look at the two big wide receivers... In 2022, Jarvis Landry's dead cap is $1.5 million. You heard that right. $1.5 million, again, according to Spotrack. And Odell Beckham Jr.'s dead cap is zero. Add that to Rashard Higgins being a free agent. And the Browns could have very limited cap space devoted to the wide receiver position. If they decide to trade or cut Odell Beckham Jr., zero. If they decide to trade or cut Jarvis Landry, $1.5 million. Donovan Peoples-Jones, if he's still on the roster, which he should be, is less than a $1 million. Uh, Jamarcus Bradley, less than a $1 million. Derek Willies, less than a $1 million. If either of those guys would be on the roster starting for 2022. So the Browns have a lot of flexibility in their salary cap to move forward without either Jarvis Landry or Eldell Beckham Jr. And to be very blunt, that is not the topic of the conversation today. We, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to try to convince anyone one way or another about either of those players. What is important is to note what the Browns could do. Again, injury, poor play, behavioral issues. It does not matter why. $1.5 million between the two, if they're still on the roster, which again is a possibility combined, they cost over $31.5 million on the Brown salary cap and anything in between when it comes to a restructure. So we just want to be really honest about the facts of the Browns wide receiver room. For those who don't know, if we look to 2021, and I'm not going to pretend to know when all of the uh, the specifics of deals uh, happen, uh, but according to Spotrack, the Browns only have $3 million in dead cap for Jarvis Landry, but would have almost $13 million in dead cap for Oda Beckham Jr. Should they cut either of those players this year, neither one seems likely at all. But it's important to note that those two players have the top two largest cap hits for the Browns. Third is Sheldon Richardson, someone that many people think could or could have restructured his contract, extended his contract, um, not restructured, extended his contract, done it, could have renegotiated. It could have been a lot of things to lower that cap hit. And then obviously we have Richard Higgins and Kaderil Hodges contracts, but both could or would be off the roster after this year. So that's where the Browns currently are. And they have the 26th pick in the NFL draft. As always, support those who support us. So those ads, uh, anybody who is advertising with us through the Blue Wire on the OBR 
all of that. Please support the people who support us. That is how we work together as a community. So I appreciate everybody being willing to do that. So let's talk about the NFL draft. Good teams draft early. And not early in the round, early in when they need somebody. Good teams are looking a year ahead at most positions, two years ahead at some positions, and then it just depends on what part of the draft we're talking about. But in the first round, in the first, second, and third round, really, teams are looking at players who can produce right away, can do stuff right away, but also address needs down the road, whether those needs are because of age, those needs are likely because of contracts, Whatever the reason for that, teams like to look ahead a year, sometimes two. So for the Cleveland Browns, looking ahead a year or two, it is possible that Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. are not on the team. That is not the expectation. That is not something I'm rooting for. None of those things. But we just have to be really honest that the team, which is going to slowly start to have salary cap concerns and just have to be careful, maybe looking ahead a year or two, and how can they continue to be successful at the wide receiver position, on their offense, all of those kind of things, despite not, possibly not, having Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham Jr., Or not having both of them. That's the question. It's a highly important question to be asked. And when you look at where this year's draft at wide receiver is, there are a lot of really interesting names. At the top of the draft, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Smith are the three elite players. I'll be very honest. Outside of a gargantuan quarterback type haul, I would trade up for one of those three guys. That is something I would be interested in doing. Adding a player like Chase Waddle or Devontae Smith, not even taking into account Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, adding one of those players to the Browns would give the Browns such a dynamic offense that I'm not totally sure it matters who the defense is, or who is playing. Now, the defense has added a lot of talented players, but we still know that an extra edge rusher, another cornerback, linebacker, defensive tackle, safety, whatever, anybody could be helpful to the defense. Depth's important, all that stuff. But the idea of adding one of those three players without going too overboard. And then again, I don't need to break down what too overboard is. Y'all know what a, a quarterback-like trade is. Right, It just happened in San Francisco. Three first-round picks and a third. Like We're not talking about that. But if the Browns can use number 91 and next year's second, or even 91 and next year's first, or whatever you know combination of things they can do to get up into the teens and pull off one of these three guys, likely in that case it would be Devontae Smith, a just amazing player who would have to be an outlier at his position, Given his size, uh, he would be an outlier to be successful at his position, but he's someone that you would want to bet on in a lot of ways. Jalen Waddell, his speed is so electric that if you can add him to the outside, I'm just not sure what you do with OBJ, Jalen Waddell, Jarvis Landry, 
David Njoku and a running back, either Chubb or Hunt. I don't know how you deal with that as an NFL offense. That speed, the talent, all of that is ridiculous. But it is very, very unlikely that the Cleveland Browns will be able to trade up in a reasonable fashion to get either of those three top guys. Adding to that is Kyle Pitts. While he is not a wide receiver by name, he is a wide receiver by game in a lot of ways. Now, he might put his hand in the dirt sometimes, all of that kind of stuff, but he is primarily a wide receiver playing tight end, and he is amazingly talented, likely to go in the top five or six picks, depending on trades and those kind of things. Another player that would be great on the Browns, willing to trade up for, but unfortunately unlikely to be a reasonable player. That doesn't mean the Browns should or could be out. And that's really where I want to focus today. So I'm looking at Pro Football Focus's, excuse me, Pro Football Focus's wide receivers. Because I think it's nice to not just tell you what I like, but just trying to get an idea of who and how they've ranked players. So they have Rashad Bateman, number four. They have Elijah Moore out of Old Miss, number five. They have Terrence Mitchell, sorry, Terrence Marshall. Got Terrence Mitchell confused a little bit there. Terrence Marshall Jr., the LSU um, tall, speedy wide receiver, number six. Uh, He's kind of that forgotten guy at LSU. Rondell Moore out of Purdue. uh, A tiny, got to be Tyreek Hill, or uh, it'll be interesting if he can be an outlier kind of player. Uh, Kadarius Toney, who is an interesting kind of toy, would be the best way to describe him. Uh, I'm not sure from a route running perspective and and some of the details of the position, but as a a gadget and flexible guy, a lot of good stuff there. Diami Brown out of North Carolina, someone that a lot of people are looking at uh, and interested in for the Browns in a second or a third round pick. And Josh Palmer out of Tennessee, uh, who didn't produce a lot, uh, but also Tennessee is terrible. So there are a lot of options there. That That is the pro football focus top 10. And I think it's really fair that we need to talk about a few of these guys and talk about the realistic nature of the Browns drafting one at 26. Now, Before we do, as I talked about on Jake's podcast earlier this week, we have to talk about how the Browns and most NFL teams draft, and it's called Best Value Available. I've probably written about it 10 times. It's not best player. It's not need-based drafting. It is best value. And best value takes into account a ton of different things, including grades on the players, including the need on the roster, including the value of the actual position that they play, as well as things like contracts, which we already talked about at wide receiver. Putting all of those together, then you get an idea of what the value of that player at 26 is. So you could find a player, let's just say a quarterback. Let's say Mac Jones, Lance, um, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields somehow is at 26. Well, highly graded player, probably. Highly valuable position, definitely at quarterback. But the need... In the contract, drop them, their value at that position, quite low. Now, all of you real quickly, trade down, trade down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about best value available. For the Browns, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Mac Jones are available there at 26, the value isn't there. Even if the grade is there and the positional value is important, 
the value overall, given the need on the roster and given contract situation and age and all the things that, again, there are so many variables and best value available that those quarterbacks, their value overall, the end number ends up much lower. So the same conversation is reasonable to have at wide receiver compared to edge, wide receiver compared to cornerback, wide receiver compared to linebacker, wide receiver compared to safety, defense tackle, whatever it is. And so if you're looking at grade, Rashad Bateman, and I'm going to really focus a lot on him, Rashad Bateman can have a similar grade to someone, say, Gregory Rosso. That's an example. Put in your favorite realistic edge rusher, uh, Jason Away uh, out of Penn State, Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Do what I don't, that's not, again, that's, that's a part of the conversation. It allows us to put faces and names to things, but let's just say the Browns have Rashard Bateman graded out. I'll use Aziz Ojolari. It's a favorite of uh, Jake Burns and, and Stephen Thomas. So let's say the Browns have Rashard Bateman and Aziz Ojolari as similar grades, pretty close. When they look at value of the position, this might surprise some people, but I absolutely believe that at, uh, maybe it's not a big, but I absolutely believe that the Browns value wide receiver over edge rusher. Now, is it significant? I don't know, but I absolutely believe the Browns believe that coverage and a passing game is more valuable than pass rush. So let's just say that gives Bateman a little bit of an edge. And then we look at need of the roster. For this year, assuming Odell Beckham Jr. comes back healthy, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the need doesn't feel as much as you look at the other side where you have Miles Garrett, Tack McKinley on a one-year deal, Curtis Weaver, Porter Gustin. The need feels different, right? So we give that edge to the edge. So Bateman and Aziz Ojolari are graded similarly. Wide receiver is more valuable than edge rusher, I believe, for the Browns. Could be wrong. But need, we give the edge to the edge. So now we're kind of back to even. And then we look at contracts. And we look at where money is and and what's coming up in the future. And it actually works out for both that... You know, Tack McKinley is off the roster next year. He's only on a one-year deal. Can't assume he's going to be re-signed or even have a good year. Wide receiver, Odo Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, we've already talked about where their contracts are. But here's the really interesting thing. Miles Garrett got a ton of money. Odo Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry have a ton of money. What that also means is you need lower contracts for some of the other guys. Could that mean keeping Odo Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, but drafting Rashad Bateman as a long-term player, as well as a player on a lower contract that doesn't need to get paid. And then trying to cycle in some edge rushers like you did with Tack McKinley this year. So all of a sudden, now you're talking contracts. And if you talk age, Curtis Weaver, Porter Gustin, Tack McKinley, a little younger and a lot less snaps than Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Right, So now you're like, well, do you need to get some youth at wide receiver? So then, like, so again, I just want you to hear how these conversations go. That where you could end up with Rashad Bateman as the pick over Aziz Ojolari. As the Browns go through value, 
that equation changes. Now, again, I made a lot of assumptions there. And those assumptions are, could be wrong, could be right. But those assumptions are to help that thought process. And now I want to add one more thing to it. What if Rashad Bateman is Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson is a player that many Browns fans, some Browns fans, many, I don't know the right number there, uh, thought could be an interesting addition in free agency. Now, obviously, then it's, well, you might have to cut Jarvis Landry just from a financial perspective. What if you can get that player at 26? Six foot two, 210 pounds, amazing in his routes. He is in and out. He has great body control, can catch, all of those things. Now, is he a burner? Is he going to take the top off of a defense like Jalen Waddle? No, he's not. Is he as crisp as Devontae Smith? No, probably not. Is he literally almost everything like Jamar Chase? No. But again, neither is Allen Robinson. He's just really freaking good. Okay? Allen Robinson doesn't take the top off of a defense, isn't the most electric route runner. He's just really good at everything. He is fast enough. He is big enough. He has great routes. He has great hands. He is all of those things. He's just maybe not elite, the top level elite, and really any one of those. Maybe in body control. Um, and again, he's hard to, to deal with because you're looking at the quarterback play he's had to deal with most of his career. But could the Browns add Rashad Bateman, right? That's more realistic than wondering, uh, can Terrence Mitchell somehow turn into Plaxico Burris, six foot three, 203 pounds, really, really fast? Can he do that? Can Rondell Moore turn into Tyreek Hill? Can Kadarius Toney uh, turn into a Percy Harvin-like player, which is just a simple comp because they're both from Florida? You know, can, can, can Josh Palmer, PFF compares him a little bit to Terry McLaurin? I mean, all of those things, anything is possible in the NFL draft. The reason I wanted to talk wide receiver is it's really a possibility. You have to look at everything. And when you look at everything, not just 2021, the Browns may think that they're in okay shape in 2021. Cornerback, they believe in Greedy Williams, Troy Hill, Denzel Ward, A.J. Green. Maybe there's a, that's their four. Maybe they bring in a Gary on Conley. Who knows? Safety, they've got three starters. Who knows who's going to back them up? But they believe they have three starters if they can use those three starters. If one gets injured, they have two. Linebacker, they brought in a they brought in Walker, linebacker Ranger. Um, they drafted Jacob Phillips last year. They're not going to have three linebackers on the field a lot. So that seems to be out. At defensive line, obviously they added Tack McKinley. Uh, they, they added Malik Jackson. Andrew Billings is coming back. Curtis Weaver is coming back. Uh, after they claimed him from Miami, who drafted him in the fifth round. So they've added a lot of players. Is it perfect? No. Do we want more talent? Absolutely. But in the end, given all of that, given value, given talent, all of those kind of things, we need to keep wide receiver on our mind. We do. We really do, folks. And this is not me, hint, hint, wink, winking anything. There's no inside source. And no inside story. This is processing want to add that last piece of information i do not want the team behind the browns currently to draft rashad bateman and keep him away from lamar jackson and company please for the love of everything holy can we not let him get there i'd be really happy if that doesn't happen who knows maybe rashad bateman falls 
Allen Robinson did. Michael Thomas did. Two of my favorite wide receivers in, in, in the draft over the last few years. They fell to the second round. Maybe Rashad Bateman falls. Maybe the Browns get both. But in the end, don't be shocked if a player like Bateman or others are of interest to the Cleveland Browns with a 26 overall pick. Please make sure you check out everything going on at the OBR. Theobr.com, at the OBR on Twitter. You can get a hold of me at Jared K. Mueller on Twitter. And again, please, as always, take care of yourself, take other care of others, and go Browns.